Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Hands Podcast. Today, we are taking a little bit of a different approach. We are going to talk about philanthropy in aesthetics, okay? So many of us, um, you know, so many of you guys that are working out there in the aesthetics field, you're so concerned about making sure your clients feel beautiful, but, you know, there's another side of aesthetics too, helping you know, people that have deformities and doing that in a pro bono way. So I'm welcoming Utica Gray, um, the National Director of Fresh Start Caring for Kids to our audience. Hi, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, same here. So just tell us a little bit more about your role at Fresh Start Caring for Kids. Um, and just, just very briefly, because we'll get into it more later, but tell us very briefly about your role. Okay, sure. So my name is Utika Gray. I am the National Director of Fresh Start Caring for Kids Foundation. Um, we are a nonprofit organization that has been in the Chicago area for um, a little over seven years now. We are an offshoot of an organization that's been based in San Diego for 30 years. They're called Fresh Start Surgical Gifts Foundation. And about 10 years ago, they began discussions um, with the Plastic Surgery Foundation and the University of Chicago Medicine to bring um, their model to the Chicago area, which is Fresh Start Caring for Kids Foundation. Um, I like to describe it as we are the baby. So there's Fresh Start Surgical Gifts in San Diego, that's the parent. And -hmm. then there's the Plastic Surgery Foundation based in Arlington Heights, that's the other parent. So my organization is the baby (laughs) from the both of them. And so um, that's where we are here in Chicago, and we're happy to be on today. That is so great. So tell us a little bit more about your background and you know, where you grew up and how do you feel that the things in your life led you to, you know, um, nonprofit service? Okay. Well, I was born in Carbondale, Illinois, which is in downstate Illinois. Um, I lived there until I was about seven. And then my Mm -hmm. family and I moved to Evanston, Illinois, which is um, the suburb directly north of Chicago. Mm -hmm. So I've actually been in the Chicago area ever since. So I um, went through the Evanston public school system. And after I graduated from high school, I attended Northwestern University. Um, I received my BA from there. Um, After that, I went to graduate school at Spurtis College. I received my Master of Science in Human Services Administration. Um, I took a little time off after my master's degree to start my family and I got married. And then when my kids were still really young, they were four and one, I decided to go back to school and pursue my PhD. Um, So I obtained my PhD in business with a public administration concentration. Um, Not long after that, I think a year after that is actually when I started um, at Fresh Start Caring for Kids Foundation. Um, Mm -hmm. I was in the market for another job. I actually worked all through school, through all of my degrees. I also worked (laughs) full time. Um, So, you know, I was in the market for a job. I happened upon um, the announcement. Of course, I did thorough research about the organization. I've always had a place in my heart for nonprofit. 
I had been a nonprofit actually since I was in college. I started oh, wow. with um, an internship yeah, for an organization that provided services to developmentally disabled adults. Oh, and actually okay. since that time, I worked in nonprofit um, in areas of homelessness, um, elder mm. services, um, mental illness, dual diagnoses. And so actually stumbling upon the opening for Fresh Start, that was right up my alley. Um, wow. I had been in development my whole career. So I was mm -hmm. very well-versed in fundraising and strategic planning and marketing, but mm -hmm. I really wanted to seek an opportunity that would enable me to really diversify my background. And this position really enables me to do that. Um, yeah. What I really love about this position is that it enables me to really touch the programs very closely. Um, I say the best parts of my job are definitely the surgery weekends that we do three times per year. Mm -hmm. I have the opportunity to interact with the patients and their families and all the nurses and the doctors. And I even yeah. have the opportunity to go in the operating room and actually see the surgeons perform the surgery. So I'm able wow. to see firsthand the transformations as they happen, which is I think the wow. best part of my job. That's amazing. So seven years doing that. And it's so cool that you kind of had this like nonprofit, like, you know, experience all through the years. So it's not like you were a novice in this. You're like, no, <laughs> you know what you're doing. That's excellent. You know, I, I really respect people that, you know, have an expertise and kind of stick with a field or, you know, for over time. So telling me more about, or, you know, tell us more about, um, you know, these surgery weekends you know, what population do you serve and how do you even get in touch with these families to take care of these children? So tell us more about that. Sure. So we do the surgery weekends three times per year. Um, the University of Chicago Medicine Comer Children's Hospital is our host hospital. So we only perform the surgeries there here in Chicago. Um, in San Diego with Fresh Start Surgical Gifts, they have a partnership with Rady Children's Hospital. So that's where they perform their surgeries in San Diego. Mm -hmm. um, there is a process that patients go through. We have an application available online in both English and Spanish for those who may be interested. And as far as how people hear about us is really a number of different ways. Mm -hmm. um, I think our best marketing is definitely through our patients and our patient families who have experienced firsthand the services we provide. So we get yeah. referrals that way. Um, of course, we have a partnership with Comer Children's Hospital. So um, a lot of the surgeons and the other doctors with whom we partner through that hospital, they often refer patients as well. Mm -hmm. um, our San Diego office, they often refer patients to us. Um, additionally, you know, if patients come to them and they're actually closer geographically to the Chicago area, then they'll be sent to Chicago to be served. Um, we have received media exposure. We've been on the news. Um, they've highlighted some of our surgery weekends. So people have seen those new stories and they'll contact yeah. us this that way as well. Um, yeah. Our medical program coordinator, who is a registered nurse, um, she's been in the field for over 40 years. So she has wow. a lot of professional contacts. So she does a lot of outreach to um, the surgeons with whom she's worked in the past mm -hmm. and pediatricians office. So 
we also do sort of a boots on the ground approach. Mm -hmm. And then also um, within the first year of our existence in Chicago, we developed a partnership with um, the Illinois Department of um, Children and Family Services. So they've mm -hmm. also referred some of their wards of the state to us um, to be served as well. So they come mm -hmm. to us in a number of different ways. Yeah. Um, the process is pretty extensive as far mm -hmm. as the application process and how we go about selecting patients to be served. So it first starts with the application. They're asked to complete that application. It goes directly to our medical program coordinator, who is our nurse. Mm -hmm. um, she reads through everything. She will follow up with the patient families and request additional medical records and photos illustrating what the deformity may be. And yeah. she puts together a very thorough presentation. Um, that presentation is presented at what we call our medical program committee meeting. That's held about four to six weeks or so before our surgery weekends actually take place. Mm -hmm. And that's where our surgeons, um, some of the head nurses who will be involved in our administration, we will sit down and review the PowerPoint presentation and discuss the specifics of each and every case that's presented. Mm -hmm. And then we make a determination um, at that medical program committee as far as how we will proceed, um, whether we will accept the patient based upon what's um, presented as far as information. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes we require follow-up testing. Sometimes the surgeons may think, oh, well, this case isn't as simple as it may seem on the surface. There may be some underlying conditions. So we really need to have additional medical testing to make that determination. If yeah. so, we will send the patients for that additional medical testing at absolutely no cost to the patient and his or her family. Is completely free. Wow. And then sometimes we decide that what that patient needs is really outside of the scope of what we're able to do as a program. And mm -hmm. so then we will work to refer um, that patient to another source um, for treatment. Mm -hmm. um, what I will say about the organization is our services are completely free um, to yeah. the patients and their families. We don't okay. only serve patients who are from the Chicago area. We serve patients from other parts of the country, as well as sometimes other parts of the world. Um, okay. When patients have to come to us for their procedures or pre-op appointments that we require, we pay for their travel for the patient and one guardian or parent to come with them. We've had patients who have wow. come from other parts of the world from warm climate areas, and they're trying to come for surgery weekend in Chicago in February where the climate oh is totally God. different. We've provided them with oh. coats and jackets and gloves, whatever we need to oh. do to make sure that the patient is able to be served, we do that. We'll provide yeah. them food during their stay. Um, if they need taxi transportation to get to or from appointments while they're mm -hmm. here, we pay for that. So we make sure that our patients incur absolutely no cost for the procedures that we do. Um, mm -hmm. One thing, another thing I'm very proud to say about the organization, um, when people donate to Fresh Start Caring for Kids Foundation, 100% of the donations go directly to benefit the patients we serve. Those donations don't pay for our rent. They don't pay for our salaries. They don't pay for any of the overhead. And that's wow. because our parent organizations covers those expenses for us. So wow. the money that people donate, it actually goes towards the surgeries or the lodging or the food or the, the medication or the x-rays or whatever it needs, whatever the patient needs during um, his or her treatment with us.
Oh my goodness, that is so excellent. I mean, you don't you don't hear many programs where a hundred percent like you know. So if I say, hey, I'm gonna donate a thousand dollars to Fresh Start, my a thousand dollars is actually going to go to those kids in need, not a thousand dollars minus forty percent for administration fees. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. Huge. That's huge. And so, if you could say, um, if you so like so, let me back up. So. I know it's deformity. So what are the ma- majority of the deformities that you see coming in with these children? What are the deformities? And what is a typical age range that you see um, coming into the program? Well, I can't say there's a typical deformity. <laughs> we've we've yeah. done a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, I would say our most recent surgery weekends, we've had quite a few gynecomastia cases. So, you know, the boys with the enlarged breasts due to some sort of hormonal imbalance, we've had that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've done um, some breast reductions. We've had girls who have had you know, their breasts are so large, they're experiencing back problems and other physical issue and, and just excruciating pain. So mm-hmm. we've done breast reductions, we've done um, cleft palate repairs. So we've refashioned ears for patients who have had microtia. Um, yeah. We've had uh, children who have hairy nevi. So, you know, the it's a, a mole that children are sometimes born with, and it has thick hair growing out of it. Um, you know, it's it's really visible and really embarrassing for children. And that actually requires a very extensive um, reconstructive surgery for that. It's actually done in stages. Wow. So we've had patients who've actually had it on the face. It almost oh. looked like the phantom of the opera where one side is darker, you know, with the mole and the hair and the other side is what we would consider normal. And those type of procedures, it's, it's really in depth. So it's done basically in three stages, if it's a fairly simple process. So Mm -hmm. in the first stage, the mole is excised or it's removed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also a portion where there is like a balloon like structure that's inserted into the skin in a nearby section. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, um, it, it, there's fluid that's pumped into it, saline fluid that's gradually pumped into it to expand the skin. So yeah. the skin will grow. And that second procedure, that's actually when the mole is excised. Yeah. And then when that excision is done, that skin is raw. Eventually that um, expander, that's what's filled with the saline solution, that is removed. And then if the mole was on the arm, let's say that arm is inserted into that pocket that's created once that expander has been removed. And Mm -hmm. then that arm is basically sewn against the body. So if the expander was put in the abdominal area, the arm is actually sewn um, to the abdominal area and the patient has to stay like that for several weeks. So the blood flow um, can be transferred from that abdominal area to the skin area of the arm. Wow. And then the next stage is actually where the arm is separated from the abdomen. And then that skin and the abdomen is um, closed. So wow. that can be a pretty in-depth procedure. So we've actually done a few of those um, since we were founded in 2014. My goodness, that's really mm-hmm. extensive. Yeah. It's, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, since I'm not working in a hospital or anything by <laughs> any means, it's like a lot of these uh, 
um, a lot of these maladies, it's like I, I'm not familiar with. So it's very mm-hmm. fascinating even to hear about the surgical yeah. process that's around them. So I know you say you got you guys sort of like wards of the state and things. So what's like your average age or is it like anywhere from birth to 17? Like what's the average age of the patient? So we serve um, patients birth to 17. That's our okay. typical range. If a patient comes to us um, and let's say the patient's 17 and he or she actually requires some stage surgery and they come mm-hmm. back to us when they're 19 or so, we will continue to serve them. So once a fresh start patient, always a fresh start patient. So mm-hmm. we don't just drop our patients once they turn 18. And yeah. we have served some older patients who are over the age of 17 when they come to us for the first time. So sometimes we do make special um you know, we'll, we'll bend the rules a little bit. We do have mm-hmm. to have special board approval for those instances. Yeah. So we have done some of those, but the average age um, so far out of the 107 patients we've served to date in Chicago, the average age is 10. Okay. All right. So yeah. And 10, I mean, that's a pivotal time in your life. Yeah. But, oh yeah. You know, some of those things that you talked about, you know, I can't imagine because I remember, because something I was fascinated about and why I even reached out to you guys, because when I was um, 11 years old, I had a huge um, benign cyst that mm. came right on my face and my smile line, and it got bigger and bigger. And mm. so I'm one of seven kids, and my siblings would make fun of me, and mm. I was in seventh grade, like, okay, no, so maybe I was 12. I was in seventh grade, so I was 12 then. Um, so I was just so embarrassed to mm-hmm. be in school and have this big lump literally on my face and it mm-hmm. messed up my smile and I, I was embarrassed and so but my parents fortunately I you know my mom's a teacher they had like certain insurances I don't know how much they paid but they were able mm-hmm. to you know get that removed and I had to get surgery two times because it started to mm-hmm. come back so I can't even imagine what these kids go through and they have like a huge huge like growth or mole all over their face or Yeah, yeah. Bullying is, I mean, it's a horrible thing, but a lot of our patients do experience that. And, you know, what I I tell people when I talk about the organization, we're not just transforming bodies, we're transforming lives, we're transforming self-esteem. So, you know, it, it is cosmetic surgery, but this is cosmetic surgery for children who are uninsured or Um, have no insurance at all, or maybe they have insurance, but the insurance won't cover the procedure that they need because that's Mm -hmm. often the case as well. Um, So we're definitely transforming lives. We like to say we're transforming lives one surgery at a time. Yeah. And and that's really beautiful that you guys are doing that. And if you had, in, in your seven years of experience there, if you had, I know you have a lot of stories that stick out, but can you relate to us, you know, of course, I know you're not going to divulge any information about this patient, but, you know, a, a story that was just so amazing to you, just like a, such an amazing transformation and like it really, it really touched you. Like, is there any story in particular that touched you over the years? Oh my gosh, there have been so many. Um, I'll talk about one patient we just had. We served him in May. And he was actually older um, mm-hmm. when we served him. He was in his his upper teens. He was mm-hmm. um, a college student and his case was really unique. So it actually started with a bug bite. And you might think, okay, you know, I think he was sleeping and he was bitten by a bug in his sleep on his mm-hmm. lip. 
And, you know, it started off as, as a bump, you know, not a, a big deal. He went to the doctor about it. He had um, some treatments done and it just continued to grow over the years. And um, the treatments didn't work. It got bigger and bigger. And because it's his lip, it's so obvious. It's on his face. His yeah. lip, I would say, probably grew to the bottom lip, grew to <sighs> about three times its normal size. Oh, and of course, no. you know, he's an upper teenager, you know, had hopes and dreams really into the arts, was in college. But can you imagine the effect of that? Your wow. bottom lip is three times its normal size. And mm. the doctors he went to couldn't figure out what was going on. So he eventually, after a few years, he dealt with this for about three years or so before he went to Comer Children's Hospital for assistance. Mm -hmm. And he came in contact with Dr. Russell R. Reed. He is our inaugural medical director. And Dr. Reed saw him. He did some additional testing that the other doctors hadn't done and figured out that this patient actually had an underlying condition that because he had this bug bite, it had this adverse effect. Wow. And so, um, you know, he, he introduced the young gentleman to Fresh Start Caring for Kids Foundation, put him in contact with our medical program coordinator, and went through the process I described before for intake. And he actually received the surgery in May. And if you could see the before and after photos from this patient, it is amazing. Wow. You know, and even if you just look in his eyes, if you look in his eyes from the picture, from before he had the surgery, when his bottom lip was enlarged to the pictures mm -hmm. that were taken after the surgery. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a whole new twinkle in his eyes. And wow. he, we actually featured him in our most recent issue of our e-newsletter, which just went out on Friday. And oh, the pictures, that. yeah, the pictures <laughs> are amazing, but his story is even more amazing and his gratitude I mean, he really has an amazing spirit and he was so open and honest about his story. So yeah. I would say that's a recent memorable one, but really I have so many, I have so many stories like oh, his of transformation wow. and lives being changed. Um, I remember a few years ago, there was a girl who was in high school mm -hmm. and she had um, really large breasts. It, it ran in her family. Mm -hmm. Her aunt and her mother both had breast reductions because it ran in her family. And this girl was so self-conscious that when her high school installed a pool and made swimming mandatory, she begged her mom to let her be homeschooled because she was so self-conscious about how she looked in a bathing suit. Wow. And so luckily they found fresh start. Um, we did a breast reduction on her and it was like she had a whole new leash on life. You know, she wasn't afraid to put on that bathing suit. She asked her mom to enroll her back in school um, because mm -hmm. she wasn't ashamed of her body. And she was mm -hmm. also so encouraged that encouraged her to lose weight overall to better her mm -hmm. health. So, I mean, that was an amazing story as well. But really, there are so many. There are so many. Wow. That That's I've been really blessed fun. to experience yeah yeah oh my goodness it, it's and that's a blessing that you get to go to work and do something every day where you're actually where you know you're making a, a true difference in the lives of young people you know because mm -hmm. I think sometimes the social assistance programs you don't know what's gonna happen you don't mm -hmm. know you don't see the direct outcome you have to follow the kid mm -hmm. for a few years but with something like that we're expecting your self-esteem and everything that's, that's that's an immediate uptick as soon as those bandages mm -hmm. come off they're a new kid yeah <laughs> they're a new kid 
Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's really a very rewarding job. It's, yeah, it's great. I'm I feel very blessed and fortunate to have the opportunity to witness these transformations firsthand. Yeah, I bet. And and so I know there's a lot of aesthetic practitioners listening and everything. And you know, maybe maybe you guys out there, maybe you're not donating to something right now. And I'm not affiliated with them. I just think this is awesome. Um, but I do I do want to ask you, you know, for for those who have who are nurses, PAs, plastic surgeons, or what have you, who may be listening. You know, how, what are ways that the medical community can get involved in the aesthetic community? Okay, sure. So with our partnership with the University of Chicago Medicine Comer Children's Hospital, the doctors and the nurses actually have to be on staff there. So Mm -hmm. if there are any who are affiliated with Comer Children's Hospital or the University of Chicago Medicine System who want to volunteer for surgery weekends, they should can definitely get in contact with us and um, mm-hmm. get more information about how they can help us out on surgery weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we're a nonprofit, so we thrive off of donations. Um, people can donate online. We do have a website if people want to donate online or just um, read more about what we do, read about some of the stories, um, our past issues of our e-newsletter on our website. So if they mm-hmm. want to check those out, the most recent issue, there's a link to that on there. So if they want to read about um, the patient stories, they can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Our website is www.freshstartkids.org. Again, that's www.freshstartkids.org. They can go on there, read more about what we do or make mm-hmm. donations. Mm-hmm. Um, we do host our largest fundraiser of the year. Um, it's our Celebrity Golf Classic. It's hosted by Jermaine Dye, who is the 2005 World Series MVP. He played for the Chicago White Sox. He's our celebrity spokesperson. So he hosts Mm -hmm. this celebrity golf classic for us every year. So if there are any listeners who are golfers, um, Mm -hmm. they are welcome to join us. We haven't yet set the date for 2022, um, but it will likely be held in May um, Mm -hmm. in the Chicago area. So people should definitely be on the lookout for that information. That -hmm. information will be posted on the events webpage of our website once we do have that date. And even if people don't golf, but they're looking to support a great organization and have fun and have a be part of a very joyous and lively atmosphere, a great party mm-hmm. atmosphere and join in, they're welcome to come as well. We do mm-hmm. host a pre-party, um, which is held on uh, the Sunday night right before the golf tournament. So golfers and non-golfers alike, they come, they bid on auction items there, participate in our live auction and make donations there. And just they're just part of a really lively atmosphere. So there's something for mm-hmm. everybody, golfers and non-golfers alike, if people want to get involved in what we do. That's so awesome. Oh my goodness. And guys, if I have an event or something in the future, I'm going to call on you guys to <laughs> donate income. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Utica, it was so wonderful, um, you know, having you on the show today. I really um, thank you for your time. This has been so insightful. And you guys, I'm going to link everything in the show notes so that you can um, go visit their website or learn more about it yourself. And yeah, definitely, you guys should, uh, if you're not supporting an organization right now, Fresh Start Caring for Kids is directly aligned with what you're doing in aesthetics. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> like what you heard? Please leave us a review. I appreciate you listening and your support. 
follow us on Instagram at Plan Life Happens and comment on this episode's post. Also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.